Welcome, you guys, to the Grace Sufficient Podcast. We're so happy to be back with another episode for you guys. Hi. Hi, babe. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I am. Oh. Ooh. <laughs> I'm doing great. No problem. Okay. I'm just holding on my mic over here. <laughs> yeah, it just completely came off the no table. Do you so, want to um, take some time to reclamp it back to... Let's. Do you want to start over? No. <laughs> We've gone through this. <laughs> we just started and we I, have a whole floating mic in the air. I can take care of it. No okay. worries. So well, <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> I would just kind of say um, prayers on end. Yes. Um, let's allow the Holy Spirit to just do his thing today. Hello. Amen. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for this day. Thank you for a new opportunity of just having a new day to live and enjoy your creation, our favorite people in the world. Um, thank you for this Sunday that you've granted us, Lord. Um, I just pray that your Holy Spirit just flows through this episode, that the people that are listening to it are impacted in a special way and that each and every word that comes out of us can minister to their their lives in a very specific and special way. We ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Hey. You fixed Amen. it. Amen. <laughs> We're back. Man. I really hope that. Like, I really believe that. Believe what? What I just prayed for. I believe it too. Yeah. I right. think we're in a time of like some people are really needing encouragement. Oh, yeah. To keep going. Absolutely. And that's found in Jesus. That hope is found in Jesus. Uh, I'll tell you, I was I was a little wrecked right before starting this. What happened? I mean, I was with you and I, I like wardrobe malfunction that that was all i <laughs> no 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 happening. it had nothing to do with that actually i just was spending some time here like in this room as i was setting up and i just like felt his presence oh wow and awesome. it kind of it kind of felt like when i was uh when we were worshiping today at church mm-hmm. and uh, i was telling priscilla just to give you a little bit of context like i was praying i'm like i was like lord allow your holy spirit to be in this place it's for your presence to be felt for it to be dense and and for people to start you know their hearts to be transformed and and be be ready for the word that you bring into them today and he almost felt like somebody you show up in their room like it was like from one moment to the other boom i was just like wow mm-hmm. and i just couldn't help but smile because i knew that he was there that's the presence of God. That's, it was beautiful. It, it was like different today. I don't know. It was beautiful. It was beautiful for sure. If someone were to ask me to explain it, I would say the presence of God feels like sometimes it feels stronger than others. Like you feel it more, but it, it normally just feels like when, so- you know, when someone enters a room and you don't necessarily like see them, but you know that they're somebody went into you the room, feel it. you feel it. It, that's like the closest thing, but it's it's more than that. It, I feel like that description doesn't even equate to the the actual feeling, and everybody probably experiences it in a different level. Yeah, but that's at least for me. For me, the the way that I the way that I feel the Holy Spirit is, it's almost like you know the feeling you get when you get chills. Yeah. Like, and and I don't know why. Like it goes. It's almost like my back down feels your spine. it. Yeah, yeah, literally like yeah. like down my spine. <laughs> Like there's, there's too. been so many times where like, I just feel that out of nowhere. And then like my whole body just like, it's like, overwhelming. Is, and it, it is. It makes, at least for me, it makes me feel like crying. Yes. 
Like I remember one time I was going, I went for a walk and I was listening to, I think it was a preaching or a a podcast and it was something that was said that just went down my, my spine. Like, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. like I felt it in my spirit, you know what I'm saying? So it was beautiful, but you know, that's kind of how it felt. Like I felt his presence here. So So, I know. Oh, go ahead. No, no, no. I'm sorry. Go ahead. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I was going to say that sometimes it also feels like a fire, like the heat. Oh yeah. hundred percent. I know that when we, this is the first time that I've ever felt something like this or, or, and even shared it publicly. I think, no, I actually, I shared it in our small group, um, because we were reading something that talked about the Holy spirit and it, um, it likened it to fire Yeah. and like heat. Um, and, and there are several times in scriptures that I've, I've heard or I've read, um, it being having like this. Uh, resemblance to fire yeah when the holy spirit came like fire and that was when we were anointed oh yeah pastors all the ministers were anointed Mm. that day and that and when as our pastor laid hands on me i felt that as this like this sudden heat really fire in me that's awesome and i've i had never felt anything like that that's so cool the power of the oil oh okay is that where we're going babe (laughs) <laughs> I don't know, but I know you've been talking a lot about anointing and in this <sighs> story that I think you're going to share, you're going to yeah. talk about the anointed king. Oh my goodness. I mean, this story is, I mean, we, we all, we all know David. Some of us know Saul. Um, but, but that's so cool that, you know, sharing that experience because I actually, Maybe you mentioned it to me, but I don't, I didn't remember you saying it. Feels like the like first that. time I shared it with you. Yeah, yeah, for <laughs> you sure. You were there that day, but I don't think you remember it. No, yeah. no, I don't, I don't remember. But, um, like that day that I shared it in the small group, obviously you were there the day that we both got anointed. That's no, I exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah, let's, uh, let's dive in. But I want to pray before, before we continue any further. Um, Oh wait, you we prayed. We already too. prayed. I, I was gonna say gonna I, pray we prayed again. already, but pray if let's you feel like it. okay, let's go ahead. No, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. So Lord, thank you. Thank you for this moment. Thank you for this um podcast. Thank you for the ability to spread your gospel um through the means that we have nowadays, which is social media. We're able to talk to anyone anywhere in the world, which is amazing. But Lord, um my prayer today is that you prepare this for someone specifically, Lord. You know their hearts. You know what they're going through. And I know that this is meant to be for somebody. So, Lord, I just ask you, Father, that you prepare their hearts, their minds, and that they're able to receive whatever it is that we're speaking about today, Lord. We thank you. We glorify you. We give you room. We give you space Mm -hmm. to just do your thing. In the name of Jesus, we'll say. Amen. Amen. All right. So um, I'm going to give you a little bit of context, and then I'm going to read this passage. So we, well, ooh, how do I do this in a short version? Okay. So Samuel, Samuel was a kid that was, um, given to God for, for the kingdom of God to be used by God. He was a prophet and very early on in life, he started hearing, hearing the voice of God. So he became a prophet, very known in, in his town. Uh, this is the people of Israel that God delivered from Egypt. So as he grows up, the people demanded, almost demanded, which is that's like a, another story for another day. But they weren't pleased uh, about the fact that the only thing that they had was the holy power of God 
the same power that brought mana from the sky. They didn't have a ruler. They just had God as the ruler. I'm like, bro, like, was that not enough? <laughs> but they wanted a king. So, they, you know, Samuel, uh, God spoke to Gaspar. God spoke to Samuel. And he told me, hey, don't worry about it. They're not rejecting you. They're rejecting me. They want a ruler. They want a king. So go ahead. I just noticed something from that that I I just picked up. It's almost like they preferred politics over mm -hmm. faith. Oh, yeah. It's kind of sad. They wanted a, like a man to lead them instead of God. Well, and, and I can I can understand it like. In my humanity, I can understand how sometimes it's frustrating to wait to hear for the for the voice of God, right? Sounds like they were wanting to have like a structure they could see, like exactly. a, like visible something laws tangible. and something tangible. Yeah, and it's I think it's I. It sounds like it's a product of lack of faith. Yeah, but I mean, we all go through it. I right. mean, so many situations where we like God, why can't we hear you? What's going on? Why have you been? You know. Why don't you speak to me directly? And, you know, so I, I get it. Yeah. But uh, at those times, like the presence of God was so present. I mm -hmm. mean, split, split the, <laughs> the seat open. I mean, kind of thing. Like, it's not like they didn't see miracles. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, right. but they demanded a king. So uh, God told Samuel that he was going to basically cross path with this guy, this guy named Saul. Now, when we're talking about Saul, it's interesting because he says that he was head, uh, head over shoulders in any uh, with anyone in his town. So he stood out. He was a very good looking man. Um, and I believe that he says that he was uh, dark skin, which is gives, a, gives us context, right? Tall, dark and handsome. Yeah. So so but one thing <laughs> about him is that he was not confident in himself, believe it or not. And we don't we don't exactly know, you know, what happened in his life that made him not be confident. But we do know that um, the day that he was supposed to be anointed and crowned, he was hiding. Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah. Or I think he yeah. got anointed. No, I think it was the day that he was supposed to get anointed. He he was mm -hmm. hiding. So mm -hmm. God was like, he's just behind this place. So go get him. <laughs> so, you know, his kingdom starts. And then we know a little bit about him. Now the people of Israel have a king. And then I think about 40 years go by. And then they find themselves in this battle with the Philistines. And that's where we um, we understand that David comes up. David was actually not even part of the war. He was Uber Eats, y'all. Like he was <laughs> he was the guy that was bringing food to the siblings. Once he gets there and see this giant that stood up, um, I think he was 10 feet something. It's, it's there in the Bible it actually tells tells you exactly how tall he was. Goliath. Goliath. Yeah. Um, but essentially what happened is that no one could defeat it. Everybody was afraid. And then David is like, I can defeat this guy. I've been killing bears and and lions, I, and lions <laughs> on my private time. Because he was a shepherd. And Correct. And he had the dexterity and the, mm -hmm. the strength to do. I mean, he was in the in the practice of doing this every single day. Exactly. And 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 he's and this Shepherding. is this right here, y'all, is literally a secret sauce is a cheat code right here the fact that david in his private time won so many battles that nobody saw mm -hmm. so with this i always i always like this part of the story because they could judge him based on what he looked and he was young and and he looked maybe even foolish right 
It's like, who is this little guy that thinks he's going to defeat Goliath? But what they didn't know is that in his private time, he was defeating giants little by little. And God could trust him enough to defeat this giant as well. It's yes, almost as if they saw, yeah, it's almost as if they saw his day-to-day uh, occupation as lowly, lowlier than theirs. Like, how can this guy, he doesn't have the the strength that we have or the preparation that we have. He doesn't have an armor like we have. And even mm-hmm. when they tried to put an armor on him and say, hey, wear this, he was like, but I'm not, I'm not comfortable with this because that's not what he's used to wearing, right? So right. he decided to just show up and defeat that giant in his in his uniform as a shepherd with his weapon as a shepherd a slingshot and it's crazy but before all this happened like he was he was listening to people saying that whoever could defeat the giant would um you know the the king saul would give the daughter as the prize the most beautiful daughter this isn't that and then all the family didn't have to pay taxes so i'm like wait a minute hold up so you're telling me I can defeat this giant, which I, I know I can do because I trust in God and I already have practice, you know, my slingshot on my private time, but also I can get the woman and the free taxes. Mm-hmm. I'm down for this. Mm-hmm. And then he went and asked other people and then his siblings found him. He said, what are you doing here? Like, get out of here. You're not supposed to be here or whatever. Did he have interest in the label that he would earn? He didn't know by then, right? No, but he was. It but, was more like the other benefits to it. No, but he was like, if I'm going to defeat this giant, I'm also going to get the price. Amen. Why? Why not? Right. (laughs) Paid For sure. Exactly. That's a great lesson to Mm -hmm. learn, too, because you can't you should always knock like you should always ask. Exactly. Because if you're limiting yourself based on what you believe. Yeah. And if you believe you're not going to get a reward or a blessing, you're probably not going to get it because you're probably not going to ask for it. Exactly. Or pursue it. And like you have that. to be. That's for me because I'm too shy to ask. I'll be like, I'll just do this thing for free or I'll just because it's. And you have to decide to receive it, too. Exactly. So then he goes, killed this giant. Apparently the stone went into his head. He goes, cuts uh, Goliath's head off with his own sword. And then here we go, and we have David, the most famous person at that time. So what happens then, and there's a chanting in the the town going on of some woman saying, Saul, kill his thousand, and David, his ten thousand. Saul, kill his thousand, and David, his ten thousand. Come on, Saul, kill his thousand. And so... Come on. But imagine... Now, I want you guys to be brought back to the fact that Saul did not have confidence on himself. Something happened in his childhood. Something must have happened somewhere where his identity was shaken. Like he he was broken some, some sort of way. So then he hears this happening and then he gets like angry. He becomes jealous. And then he even says that um, the Lord gave him an evil spirit to torment him and became depressed. And the only thing that could actually make him feel at peace was David playing the harp. Mm-hmm. So what started happening is that he starts becoming jealous and he starts hating him. Now, mind you, this is his son-in-law. This is family. Yeah. They're all working for the same team. So in uh, one of the days that uh, David was playing the harp, he throws spear at him two times and then David flees. He's like, all right, I'm not going to stay here and get killed, right? Mm-hmm. 
But what happens is that many different occasions, then Saul just started becoming reckless. And this was after God basically like removed his hand out of his life because he had basically he had disobeyed him. Yes. So this this happened. The timeline was somewhere along those lines. So what happened before before Goliath was that he disobeyed uh, what Samuel told him. Mm-hmm. Now, Samuel, remember, Samuel was the prophet. So in, in these times in, in the kingdom, the prophet would hear from God and then the prophet would guide the king. Yeah. So it was so important for, for a prophet to be there because they were literally the, their whole kingdom will depend on their obedience and how they follow the instructions. So Samuel told, tells Saul, hey, wait for me until I come back and then we're going to sa- make a sacrifice. So what happens is that Saul gets ahead of himself. He doesn't wait for him and he does the sacrifice on his own. Mm-hmm. And then Samuel right after gets there, he's like, what have you done? Why did you not listen to what I told you, the instructions? And he's like, well, it, it didn't seem like you weren't coming. So I decided to do it by myself. And then at that moment, he's like, God has already placed his heart or, you know, has already chosen a king and he's better than you. <laughs> and, and he and he's after his own heart. Yes. And at that point, we see another example. I think the first example in the story of obedience better is better than sacrifice. Amen. Obedience is better than sacrifice. Every single Every time. time. Every single time. And then later on, it happened again mm-hmm. when he went to go to the city or to that town that village absolutely so so then you know the thing was with david happened and he starts being disobedient again and again and and he just starts becoming super reckless uh there was a time where saul they were defeating this army and then he didn't let any of his army eat until he got his revenge so people got like really really weak and then he said he he almost threw he threw a pretty much a curse that if anyone would eat, um, that, you know, there would be death upon them. And then Jonathan, which he was his own son, didn't hear about the, that. So he actually ate. <laughs> then he was trying to kill his own son. So it was it was like literally a hot mess. Like this guy needed therapy, like literally he needed help. And he had all the guidance he needed through Samuel. But the problem, and here's where I'm getting to, he was not submitted to Samuel. Mm-hmm. And he was also not obedient. So later on, we get into the story, and this is what I'm about to read. Um, so God gives Samuel instructions to give to Saul, and the instructions were go go and kill all the Amalekites, don't leave anyone alive. And basically, those are, those were the instructions. I mean, it wasn't really that that much of a of a of a deal. Like the, the instructions were: go to the Amalekites and kill every single person that is there. Don't matter if they're kids, don't matter if they're if they're women. Like kill everything. Don't leave anything alive, right? Because there were there those people at that time were full of sin and many other things that were happening at that time. But what happens is, and this is what I'm about to read: Saul did not actually fulfill what Samuel had asked to the T. And this is what I'm about to read. Would you like to read it? Yeah. Is this in verse uh, 10? No. So this is going to be... This is 1 Samuel 15. 1 Samuel 15. And then it's going to be from from, uh, 17 to 23. Okay. So basically his response when he's like, Mm boy... Um, oh, actually, can we go to 16? 
Sure. Because there's some emotion there. <laughs> okay. First um, Samuel 15, verse 16. Then Samuel said to Saul, Stop. Listen to what the Lord told me last night. What did he tell you? Saul asked. And Samuel told him, Although you may think little of yourself, are you not the leader of the tribes of Israel? The Lord had, has anointed you king of Israel. And the Lord sent you on a mission and told you, Go and completely destroy the sinners, the Amalekites. Amalekites, thank you, until they are all dead. Why haven't you obeyed the Lord? Why did you rush for the plunder and do what was evil in the Lord's sight? But I did obey the Lord, Saul insisted. I carried out the mission he gave me. I brought back King Agag, and but I destroyed everyone else. Then my troops... Then my troops brought in the best of the sheep, goats, cattle, and plunder to sacrifice to the Lord, your God, in Gilgal. Um, But Samuel replied, this is verse 22. What is more pleasing to the Lord, your burnt offerings and sacrifices or your obedience to his voice? Listen, Mm. obedience is better than sacrifice and submission is better than offering the fat of rams. Rebellion is as sinful as witchcraft and stubbornness as bad as worshiping idols. So because you have rejected the command of the Lord, he has rejected you as king. Ouch. (laughs) Hmm. He doesn't mess around with that. And, and, and God, God, God was grace, graceful with Samuel. I mean, there was, there was so many times that he just literally put his foot in his mouth. And he still was, you know, faithful to Samuel. You know what I'm saying? So, gotcha. Um, so I wanna, I wanna, go ahead. Yeah. What about this one? Yeah. All right. So, going back here to the most important part, I think of this verse. To give you a little bit of context, I like to just make it something that is easy to understand. But what's happening here is that Samuel gave him clear instructions, kill all the Amalekites. And then he's like, well, I did obey, but I, I brought back the king. And then, and then, you know, the people just brought, you know, the best of, of all the cattle and the sheep and all this, and we're going to do an offering. But it's like, but that's not what the Lord asked. And that's most definitely not what the Lord told you to do. So why do you do what was unpleasing in the Lord's sight? So then he says this, what is more pleasing to the Lord? Listen up to this. You burn offerings and sacrifices or your obedience to his voice. Now, obviously, we're talking about on a completely different time in, in society, different time of things, you know, sacrifices were very real at that time. But my whole thing is, do you really think that your good deeds is are going to oversee what God is asking you to do? Do you think? That just because you're nice to people, that just because you call upon the name of the Lord and this is and that, but you don't actually follow the instructions that he's given you through this book. Do you think your sacrifices are better than the obedience? Even if you mean well, even if you mean even well, if you have the best intentions and you think that, oh, well, I have the brilliant idea of just going above and beyond. I think he'll be very pleased with this. Mm. And getting creative and doing that. And I think, I mean, I think of like parenting that that's how it is sometimes. Like I think kids have the best intentions sometimes and they 
want to do something and tweak the plan because they think they have a better idea or they have a different perspective on things. But when, when a parent, a father, in this case, this is God, he's saying, I need you to do this and then tells the prophet and he is the, the one, the messenger. And this guy, he's, I, I really can't tell what was in his heart. I can't tell if he was just being like he was taking advantage of the situation that he's like well i'm gonna take my pick and get the best out of the crop Mm. like the cream of the crop or he was actually so what happened uh i think later in the bible and i think in the same the same chapter it gives a little bit more context Mm. what happened is that again remember he was not confident right Mm -hmm. and i believe that he genuinely had a a people-pleasing personality yes oh the, and the and army, the, the, the army were the ones that kept saying let's take this and let's let make green. a let's make a burnt offering and this is and that but that's that so so whenever he didn't fulfill the the what god had asked him to do it came because he was listening to the counsel of people that didn't hear the revelation he was listening to the feedback and not exactly that's what i was getting faith. to if you if you walk your life with Christ with feedback, I heard this from Michael Todd. If you follow your life in 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 the discipleship that God is doing in your life and you listen to what everyone else is saying and you're not walking by faith, you're in big trouble. Yeah. Because look at what happened here. It, I know it, uh, it was the, it wasn't the same the it wasn't the first instant. But this is one of many occasions where we listen to what people have to say that have no context, no revelation, even no relationship with the Holy Spirit. And they're telling you, it's like, no, 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 that's not good for you. You know what? You know, yeah, I know that you're talented, but God is not going to use that talent. He's going to use this one. Or he might or, or they might say, you know what? Like, mm, you know, I don't think that's going to be for you. Because a lot of people, unfortunately, would want you to do well, but not better than them. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. So then we're listening to people that we don't know their intentions and most definitely don't have the revelation of God. And that's a pretty close example to you this week. Oh, yeah. Yeah. What so happened I'm, this week? Well, <laughs> I'm just playing. No, I think you'll remember. But uh, what the reason I say that and I point that out is to bring a very present like true real life example of how that can come about in your life, how it can manifest in different ways. It happened to him years ago here in this book. It oh, happened to you. Oh yeah. 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 A few yeah, days yeah, yeah. ago in Absolutely. during the same week. Okay. So, so uh, we told you guys a little bit that um, we, we feel like God is calling us to dedicate time, effort and everything onto this podcast Oh, I wasn't sure you were going to actually share it. I thought you were oh, going to yeah. go back to the scriptures. No, nah, man, I got you. Okay. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't mind because I, I okay. think, I think we need, we need context to things, okay. right? But, you know, we feel like God is calling us to do this. Again, we don't know the end result. We don't know the severity of what God, what God wants to do with us. We just know that we believe that he's leading us. <coughs> and what happened is that we had, I put a post uh, online. And basically, the post didn't give enough context. Essentially, oh, wait, you were you're thinking about a whole other example. All right, then we'll oh we'll, we'll share the other one after that, no. then, because I don't remember the other one. Let's let's just go with this for now. <laughs> That's so good. so then okay. I put I put this post <laughs> on YouTube, 
And then, I mean, we just started this YouTube channel, so we, we only have like 29, 30 subscribers. And then we have this one reel that has like 2.5 thousand views. Which we appreciate every single one. Of no, you of course. Subscribed and is watching and the even the people that are not subscribed and we've had <laughs> the, the reach that we've had. Yeah. When we say only 29, like it doesn't mean that that's any less than no, you know, no, 29,000. By all means. I mean, this is it, it, it's the value the, that we see. In the it. numbers matter because every single number is alive, alive. But that's yeah. we're focusing on. Just Just trusting God and doing what we're, what he asked us to do without looking at the numbers right now. And we let him direct this to the, whatever soul needs to hear it. But the whole point was that I put a post up and I was talking about. That's Max. Sorry. That's, that's not a baby. That's our dog. Yes. (laughs) So I was talking about how if you make, um, there's a principle called, uh, compound interest and every day you can make a good decision or a bad decision that is small, but it's going to lead somewhere. And whenever you compound that interest, it makes a huge impact in your life. Like making the right choice and eating every day, the right thing. You always have the choice to do a bad thing or to do a good thing. You have a choice to eat a home cooked meal. That's going to have the nutrition that your body needs or stop at McDonald's and destroy your body. (laughs) Obviously, you eat at a McDonald's one time, that's not going to kill you. But if you eat it every single day for 365 days, you're going to have you're going to have problems. So what Mm -hmm. I was saying is basically like if you make one bad decision every day for a whole year and that decision can lead to sin, destruction or anything, that's a 365 percent increase from the time that you were there before. Minimum. Correct. Minimum. And, And that can compound. So, so when I put this clip, I really, you know, it was a very short clip. So people took it out of context and and all this stuff. And, and, and I started getting backlash and I'm just like, Lord, like I just started this, but (laughs) thank you. I said, thank you because you're showing me the kind of space I'm stepping into and, and I need to have the right posture and the right heart to do this. Yes. And I'm not here for the feedback. I'm here because you call me and I have faith enough to believe that regardless of what people say, I have a job to do. Yeah. And it's very rare that I see videos similar to this, you know, encouraging faith-based content. And I, it's, it's rare that I, that I'll see in the comments and all of the comments are positive. There's always that one or two, or, I mean, if you're watching something that has like, and it's in the thousands or maybe millions of views, there's going to be more and more and more. Um, negative comments and even just comments that mean well, but they, they clearly either didn't finish watching the whole thing or don't have the context because they didn't watch the full episode. And that's the tricky part you, you about... You know why? Yes. Because we're living us in a microwave, microwave society. I was going to say, yeah. Like, they, can't, we don't, they don't care about context. Yeah, some people don't... they Because the way that social media is, is like if you have a smaller bite-sized piece of content that you put out there it's going to get more it, more views than the longer form content because you know people aren't really wanting to commit to maybe like a 30 plus minute episode um some people are and i i think that's the kind of content that i like to to watch because it's i can play it in the background and i can do other things or i can you know commit to a few maybe like an hour or a few minutes to watch something or listen to something and it's something that I know will pour into me, but some people are just scrolling and then you run into a video and then 
because you don't have the full context, it's it's um, easier to yeah. to misinterpret and to even get offended because yeah. it's it's not the full but, the full thing. But imagine like if I would have took that like I, I'm not gonna lie in the moment when I read it like I got like I almost felt like my face got red yeah. like embarrassed yeah. and I didn't even know why I'm just looking mm. at the comments and I'm just like oh my gosh like this yeah. like this is the first time that this happens to me. And then I just took a second to think about it. And I'm just like, Lord, I'm, I'm okay. Like they persecuted you too. Yeah. They hated you too. They took things out of context too. And it's, it's so you interesting know? because we have uh, a reach mm-hmm. to different parts of the world, different people all over. And as soon as you put the button, you hit the button share, it goes pretty much everywhere where anybody has it could literally Wi-Fi. go anywhere. Yeah. And this isn't what like, we were intended to have instant access to somebody from outside of our circle because if right now i needed to reach like my close people or they needed to reach me i would have them in my contacts right and that's how i would get like feedback from the my inner circle and those people that are in my circle are people that love me that trust me that i love back and it's a relationship but when we're stepping into grounds like this where we're literally sending the gospel to the ends of the earth. Yeah. The ends of the earth don't look as cute and comfy as your inner circle. The ends mm-hmm. of the earth can look like the darkest places. And that is where it's hardest to step into. Mm. If you are operating outside of God's will, and if you are going into it without faith, it can be very, very toxic to oh, yeah. you. It can, it can tear you down. It can almost make you not want to be in it and and know that like if someone if someone doesn't know you if they don't have your phone number in 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 their phone saved up that what they're saying without context or without revelation and without the presence of the of the holy spirit in their lives shouldn't dictate or change anything even the people that are close to you you should be careful because that's what happened to Saul. It was mm-hmm. his people. Yeah. It was his his inner circle. Yeah. It was the voices and the and the comments that he was hearing that eventually led him. Oh, this is good because <sighs> listen to this. That happened to Saul. Okay. He listened to advice from other people and he ended up, you know, doing what was unpleasing in God's sight. Let's go one, two, that would be no, it will be two generations because David was not related to Saul. He was just his son-in-law. But David's son, Solomon, had 600 wife and 400 concubines. And in his old age, he started listening to his wives, mm-hmm. tell him, telling them, telling Solomon that they wanted statues of fa- uh, fake idols. Yeah. And he actually did him. The <laughs> wisest person to ever walk this earth fail for the bad advice of the inner circle (laughs) and that is why look these 12 disciples that are on my shirt right now Mm -hmm. i don't know if you're watching on youtube you can see also by the way grease efficient yes (laughs) this is my boy's brand just to clarify that's the brand's name grease efficient which just happens to be also our Our podcast podcast and it obviously we cleared it with him we we checked with him (laughs) because he he did it first but it was uh, such a revelation and like like a like another stamp of like I'm here when God told us that this is yeah this is the name that we were gonna give to this um this podcast and we had actually worked with him um to like re- help him release this yeah, clothing with absolutely. the photos and all of that anyway this this shirt has the twelve disciples right here the Last Supper but there were only three of them 
that were his closest three. Mm-hmm. That was for a reason. Mm-hmm. In your life, you might have your closest 12 people but there's always the closest three and or then, maybe it's two maybe it's one and then one that betrays you amen <laughs> and it's important to know which one identify who are those people in your life that can give you sound advice wise advice that if you're going through something in life because we shouldn't go through stuff that's difficult especially alone we should lean into our community and our family and our friends but you can't lean into people that are not prepared to hear what you have to say. It's people yeah. that you know that will love you and you can trust them and they can give you sound advice. Go Amen. to Proverbs and it talks a lot about that. Amen. And that's that's really good that you mentioned that because there is a lot of people, like you said, that are in, in your inner circle that are not ready to hear everything that God tells you. Yeah. And, and, then, you're, and, and you're supposed to... And don't blame them either because... I, I would say like not everyone is, is where you're at. Exactly. So don't like look down on them either. Like pray for them. Right. Right. Pray Absolutely. But, but the whole point with this is just be cautious, you know, because if you have an idea, if you have a calling, if you have something that God revealed to you and it's in the beginning stages and you try and, and it's like a little baby that you're, that, that is starting to crawl and someone gives you bad advice saying like, it's like, no, like, that's stupid. Why would you even do that? The easiest kill, the easiest way to kill something is in these infant stages. So be careful. Like, I would even advise if you can, if you're trying to do something, do it in the background. Pray, pray about it. Like, ask God to guide you through it. And don't, don't tell people. Like, do it because he asked you, not because you want feedback from people. Mm-hmm. Do it by with faith. Step out. Wait for his instructions and then walk by faith. I want to ask you something. Yes, ma'am. What if you're married and that person that's doubting you or limiting your beliefs is your spouse? Mm. How do you handle that? Okay. Well, you can't kind of like go under the radar and incognito because, you know, you live with them. And like, if you want to go to the basement and make beats, because <laughs> you think that, you want to, you know, you felt led to, I don't know, do something like that. Well, that's a good or question. Whatever it may be. I mean, I just chose that example. No, no, that's so a, that's a great question. But my first question would be, are they submitted to Christ? Both of them. Yes. Yeah. And if they're submitted both to Christ and you happen to be a male, is your wife submitted to you? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. if, uh, if it's a female, that wants to, you know, has a calling and, and is kind of contradictory to what the male would think, right? Is the male submitted to Christ? Because all that matters as a as a couple, mm-hmm. you're one person. Yes, that's where I was getting And many that. times, many times I will hear something from God and then I will ask God, if this is you, reveal it to my wife. And he has. Ooh, he has. Right. Without you telling me a thing. Exactly. So whenever you have that confirmation from God, you better not be, you're not, you better not be Samuel. (laughs) You better listen to what God is telling you and respect the the fact that he confirmed it and have the faith to go through it. It doesn't just, just because God told you to do it does not mean it's going to be easy. It's not going to be a walk in the park, walking on water. It's very difficult. (laughs) 
And trust me, without Jesus, you can't do it. So, so yeah, that would be my first thing. Um, but I do understand that there are, there's a lot of relationships out there that unfortunately they have two different belief systems and it's really, really difficult to fulfill your calling when the other person doesn't believe the same thing that you do. And, and, and quite honestly, I don't know the right answer to that. I don't know what the right thing would be because as a wife, you want to, you want to honor your husband. And as a husband, you want to protect your wife, you know? So I think the right calling, if you find yourself in a situation like that, where, where you unequally yoked and, and you, you feel like God has called you to do something and your spouse doesn't agree is to continue to pray. continue to pray and continue to ask God to reveal that same thing to them because God is too powerful to, to let that pass. And, and for you to miss out on, on, on the promise and the gift that God is giving you, you know what I mean? Yeah. All right, Priscilla, looks like you got some. (laughs) No, I, that was actually going to be my answer because there are things that will happen in relationships that you may not have the answers to how to approach it. You can obviously ask for wise counsel to help you in that situation if you trust somebody and if that that information can be disclosed to them if your spouse agrees um because it 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 is helpful to have another perspective another wise person speak into your life but before we do any of that let's talk to the wisest I was going to say God. So prayer, I think, is should be the first thing. Mm-hmm. God, help me to have eyes to see what you see. Mm-hmm. And if not, if if I can't see that right now, God, would you just give me the faith to believe mm-hmm. in what I cannot see right now and to be able to support this person? Girl. I'm going to read Ephesians. <laughs> Ephesians 5. No, it's 6. The armor of God. After the armor of God. Ephesians 6, 18, it says, pray in the spirit at all times and on every occasion, stay alert and be persistent in your prayers for all believers everywhere. Pray Amen. at all times, pray in the spirit at all times and on every occasion. Mm-hmm. There is no prayer that's too big or too small for God. Amen. And sometimes like you have to just let go and be like, I don't need to understand this to, to be obedient. I don't need to mm-hmm. understand it to be supportive. Amen. I just need to pray about it a little bit more and, and see if maybe I can be that wise counsel to this person that is navigating this desire. Amen. No, for sure. And and I and think... Pu- and purify it yeah. through prayer. Th- there's no way that if, if you're spending time with the Holy Spirit, there's absolutely no way that eventually your, your desires will be the same ones as His. Mm-hmm. Your desires will become His. His desires will become your desires. Yes. So the first thing you should always do is seek him because he's the one that's going to direct your path. But you were saying all that and you felt like you were talking to me because like literally just because, you know, we've gone through so many different seasons of our life, seasons change and seasons are cycles. And just because just, just as fall comes, then summer comes up again. Mm -hmm. And it's just this cycle of things. So you're never in this walk as a, uh, a disciple of Christ. You're never just going to be completely fine and, and be comfortable in life. That's not that's not our calling. Yeah. Our calling is a difficult one. That's why our our whole faith is based on a cross where there was a crucifixion and there was death. 
and we're supposed to pick up that cross daily and die yes die (laughs) (laughs) like that song we were just listening to before um recording yeah crucify my flesh with yours with yours oh that was such a beautiful line and he Mm -hmm. repeated it all this throughout the song and it wasn't until the end i was just fixing my makeup in the bathroom and i heard that at the end after hearing it for so many times and it just hit me (laughs) crucify my flesh with yours it's beautiful it's by one voice yes um beautiful song but yeah guys so so now we're you know kind of going back to samuel here for a second i'm sorry saul I want to read this passage again because we already we already saw the you know sacrifices are not better than obedience. But listen to the the rest of what he says. Listen, obedience is better than sacrifice, and submission is better than offering the fat of rams. We talked about submission that last week. Yes, it Why was a great episode if you guys want to go back and watch yes. it so you get a little bit more context on this but we talked about submission and the beauty of it and and here's the thing about submission y'all if, if you get anything out of out of this episode please understand that submission doesn't belittle you it doesn't no. make you it doesn't make you less than submission is a kingdom principle mm-hmm. that if you learn it there, you're going to be protected. You're going to be saved. You're going to be guided. Mm-hmm. But the thing is that if you if you don't submit to your authorities and you have to start somewhere. So if you're a kid, submit to your parents. Listen to their counsel. If you have if you have a teacher that you trust to have hopefully the same belief systems that you do, because that's important and you trust it, like, you know, submit to your teacher and listen to their counsel. And even if they don't, if you are like, that's practice for when you get out into the real world and you're an adult, even if you have very opposite belief systems, just because they are in an authority position over you managing the classroom and you're a student, you are to submit to them in their, you know, as long as they're operating within the, that's a good point because what if you uh, your your student i mean your teacher is asking you to do something that goes contrary to your belief system and principles right, right? hopefully they're asking something of you that is within what the you know the school system Correct. something that's at least protected yes. under the law right because if they're asking <laughs> you to do something that's you know well, not within that, that nowadays let's just be let's just be honest teachers are put push well some teachers not everybody some schools some are, some schools yeah. are pushing their their gay agenda to their kids Mm-hmm. So if that goes contrary to what your parents, first of all, have taught you, honor honor your parents first. Yeah. But um, don't disrespect your teacher because they have different belief systems. Yeah. Just don't compromise your values and respect them. Yeah. You know, but all of this is is supposed to teach. Is is not for them. It's for you. Mm-hmm. Because if you if you learn how to be submitted then whenever you get to a point in life where you you have a place of authority you will learn the submission is important for the people underneath underneath you as well and what i mean underneath you is just the people that you oversee mm-hmm. the people that you mentor right but it's just just to give you a, a simple example the law says to not go f- over 55 miles an hour if you go 60 miles an hour 65 miles an hour 70 miles an hour you're going contrary to what is stipulated for your safety. 
you can submit to law. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So like submission is just a principle that ha they have determined 55 miles an hour on this road is safe. Yeah, on this road. That's where I was. I wanted to point out like exactly. in certain parts, exactly. in certain seasons, you mm -hmm. will need to abide by the law that says go 25 miles an hour that this is, exactly. is a, a neighborhood you can only go 12 miles an hour and some and people other... want to get ahead of themselves yes. and and in everything in every area of their lives it's just like no i don't want to go this low with this relationship i don't want to go 25 miles an hour i want to get to, i want to get a 70 real quick and i want to go get to know this person in a deeper physical level <laughs> but look at this car this is an audi q3 this is a very sporty car that i have and god i just really want to go 70 miles an hour mm -hmm. but there will be a season to go at that speed there will be another road that you will be allowed to go in that speed and and all i'm saying here that is like mm. literally i said that car because that was my first car mm -hmm. and i i'm just gonna share i would drive a lot faster than i drive now in that car mm -hmm. just because just, just because, because i had could. a fast mm -hmm. car and it was my first real experience once i got i got finally got comfortable with driving it i was like Ooh, this car is fast <laughs> and i would not even notice that i was going 92 miles per hour Jeez. and it would go ding 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 and it would let me know no. and that's when i started being like okay this yeah. is a problem now and, and I'm the, used to the speed now. The thing is, like, don't be mad if you crash your vehicle because you were being disobedient to the law. Yeah, that was don't, a don't, season of my life. <laughs> don't be upset. God, you didn't protect me. And you were going 65 miles an hour, not 45. That would convict me all the time. And I'd be like, if I get into an accident, it was it was because of me. And, and you'll stopped. get a ticket. It, yeah, and you'll get ticket. your consequences. Right. And that's where I, I started viewing things like, okay, if I'm, like, about to get married, or I think at the time I was already, like, engaged or getting married or something like that. And I would think, what if my kids were in this car mm. with me? Could I, can I have some self-control yeah. to abide by the law and do the right thing? And I did, I, I cut that out real quick because I, I knew that I was like, wait, that's not me either. That's the thing. Like I was, I'm usually like the rule follower. <laughs> I can do it, honey, that that's going to come apart. But yeah, I was like the rule follower always growing up and I s still am. But like, I think once you get a little taste of freedom and a little taste of speed, um, you almost you're like, oh, wow, there's there's this thing that I can try now. It's like you have this newfound, I guess, false sense of freedom in it and potentially can make bad decisions along the way. I can fix it. Okay. Yeah, go ahead. You're trying to figure out how to get out of there. Yeah, I can't get out. <laughs> Um, if you're watching on YouTube, you can see our, our little struggle here. I'm sorry. We're still, well, I think we've gotten a little better, right? Yeah. Just to kind of give you guys a little bit of context and we're going to try to figure this out, but the, our cameras have like a 30 minute limit where like it starts a new video. It's a DSLR thing, which is kind of ghetto to me, honestly, but <laughs> there you go. So it's how all of these what's that? Yeah, so we'll figure we'll figure something out, but as of right now, you know, we're gonna work with what what we got. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but yeah, so so submission is important, yo. Submission is is so important, and th this is something that Samuel didn't get. I'm sorry, Saul didn't get. I just wonder. I just wonder how Saul's life could have been different, even though he was in pain, even though he was broken, even though he didn't he, he wouldn't believe in himself. 
if he only could have been submitted enough to follow the instructions of Samuel to the T that came from the Lord, how could his kingdom, how, how would have his kingdom been fruitful? Right. I just wonder, honestly, because he died in a war with Jonathan. Like, I don't think he, that was the intentions of God. God, God is always there to, to be fruitful and multiply. Right. So it was his disobedience that caused him all that. He died a tragic death that didn't just affect <clears throat> him, his son, but it also affected his grandson. It, it was terrible, man. It's such a messy, messy story. But that's where I think that we can see in the Bible so many times generational consequences and, and generational curses, generational bondages. <clears throat> what somebody starts, it usually just trickles down to the to other people. Even if you ask for forgiveness and you know you're forgiven by God and he forgets it and you know throws it in the depths of the ocean and doesn't bring it back because that's the kind of God we serve exactly but it, it still has consequences attached to it <clears throat> and a lot of times those consequences still affect us long term and affect the people that come after us mm -hmm. our next generation we're gonna follow the passage because what's what follows is kind of crazy to me which for, where are you? <clears throat> so first I'm in, Samuel I'm still 1 Samuel 15 and this is verse 23. Okay. And he says this, rebellion is just as sinful as witchcraft and stubbornness as bad as worshiping idols. So because you have rejected the command of the Lord, he has rejected you as king. Wow. How many of us are stubborn? How many of us is re are, are the rebellious type? <laughs> I mean, some of us might identify right away and be like, oh, yeah, I can be a little stubborn. I'm just pointing this out because I think you need to know that that is just as bad as worshiping idols. I was just going to say some people might be like, no, I'm not stubborn. <laughs> How can you say I'm stubborn? And that's I'm, like such a stubborn or, statement. <laughs> oh, when you, you hear people, it's like, I'm the most humble person ever. Yeah. <laughs> like uh? yeah, uh, that, does, that doesn't make sense <laughs> no it doesn't <laughs> and if you didn't catch that it's because a humble person would not to we'll never say that and yeah. be like yeah, i'm humble pat myself on the back i'm so humble and and honestly like you know it's a work in progress for all of us yeah because you know? we're all we have a prideful simple nature exactly. we all like like to hear our own voice exactly but and guys, see our reflection get something out of this story please just know obedience and submission are the two key points of this whole story that cost Saul his kingdom. Mm -hmm. And then here's a problem. It didn't just it didn't just cost him his kingdom. It also went into the next generation and the next generation. Yes. So Jonathan was not again, like if if he would have followed the instructions of Samuel, I don't think he would have died in a war. It obviously was such a tragic death. Yeah, I mean obviously like God allowed whatever it needed to be whatever he needed to be allowed, he allowed it. Yeah. But Jonathan was not in any means like Saul. So Saul dies in a war. Jonathan dies right after him. And then his third generation, which he was Jonathan's son, also gets affected. Mm -hmm. Now, this is honestly a story for a, for a different day because it's so. This story is so rich and deep. But I want you I want to point it out to you guys because some of us are the third person in the story. And then as I look it up, 
I believe that this is on Second Samuel four. I think it's Second Samuel four. Let's see. Yeah, four four. Yeah, that's what it is. <clears throat> so, this is Second Samuel four four. Saul, Saul's uh, Saul's son Jonathan had a son named Mephibosheth, who was crippled as a child. He was five years old when the report came from Jezreel that Saul and Jonathan had been killed in battle. When the child's nurse heard the news, she picked them up and fled. But as she hurried away, she dropped them and became crippled. And the reason why she, as soon as she heard the news, she picked him up and fled is because he was a little kid. He was only five years old and he was, she knew what was coming. Oh yeah. People were going to be out there trying to kill him. Absolutely, because think about it. This was this were kingdom times. If you ever saw like Game of Thrones or anything mm-hmm. like that, you know how they used to kill the the, the king so that ruler. they could yeah. so that they could become the next king. Yeah. They were gonna cut his throat out, yeah. out, whatever, off, and out. Th- that <laughs> is such a great <clears throat> analogy to what you were saying earlier, and you've said so many times that the easiest way to kill something is in its infant mm-hmm. form, in its smallest baby little form. And of oh, course, yeah. he wasn't an infant like That's you know Moses, um, and like you know Moses was supposed to be dead. Um, mm-hmm. Jesus saying yeah. there were there were after the male babies. Yeah, they were supposed to kill them, and then this little guy that he's next in line for the kingdom. She just ran for her life and and his. She was trying to do the right thing. Right. But imagine like, like if I don't leave now, yeah. we're all going to get killed. Yeah. But I want you guys to notice this. Saul's disobedience and lack of submission caused Jonathan his life. And he caused Mephibosheth. Me, okay, I can never pronounce this thing. Me, Mephibosheth. Mephibosheth. Actually, Mephibosheth. Yeah, in English Mephibosheth. there's an S-H. In so, Spanish there isn't. <clears throat> So imagine being on his shoes, on this kid's shoes, five years old. You lose your grandpa. You lose your dad. And then you lose your ability to walk all on the same day. You know, this is this is hurtful. This is damaging. And and this is why this story is so relatable to me, because I am damaged in some sort of way. There's things in my life that I didn't ask for to happen. Just like some of us are probably going through the same thing. And you can recall and point out a a point in your life where something hurts you. Someone hurts you. Someone abuse you. Someone verbally abuse you physically, mentally, emotionally, where someone left you. So you were lonely where, you know, somebody let you down. There was a death in the family. There was an illness. Something must have happened that damaged you. But I want to let you know right now, because we want to have time to really dive in today into the story, is that David had made a promise with Jonathan. He had made a pact. David comes up years later when this when Mephibosheth is already an adult and then gives him all the inheritance of Saul and Jonathan. And he gives it to him. He did not forget about the promise that that he had with Jonathan. And just because Saul had a generational curse that got to him, Jonathan had a generational blessing Blessing. that overseed anything, anything that a a curse could have happened. He got to. I'm sorry. (laughs) I'm I'm going to replace that. Okay. So the generational curse Mm -hmm. was not greater than the generational blessing. There you go. Mm-hmm. He treated him like his his own son. Yeah, he got to dine 
in his table in the palace yeah as his own son mm-hmm. like that like that of his like that of a son being not even family like that it was just because of his love for jonathan david's love for jonathan that he granted him that benefit and sometimes it's not going to be um because of your own family's works or your own like inner circles works that puts you in a in a position of good standing or in a position of quote unquote like a blessed life but it's sometimes because of the love of other people that they love on you so much that they want you to have a seat at the table mm. it's those friends and maybe people in your community that they may not be flesh and blood but they want the best for you and they might even want it better and more, more than, than your, your own family, family. Wow. that's where it that saying you you can't choose your family but you can choose your friends mm-hmm. it's and, so and, meaningful and the bible says that some friends sit closer than a brother yes that's an example and it, mm-hmm. oh my gosh in the bible it talks about there's no greater sacrifice than laying the, one's life for a friend mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and why doesn't it say family i think it's because this is just my perspective it doesn't say this in the bible not that i know of but this is how I've always seen that verse is that to lay your life for a family member of somebody that's your flesh and blood. It's almost like that's the right thing to do. Like the expected thing to do. If you were ever faced with that decision, that's what you would do. But to lay your life down for a friend, someone that's not flesh and blood, that's not in your family tree. That is a friend that shows a a great, um, level of love and that is exactly what jesus did like we are a friend of god um and we're also his children all at the same time like there's so many names that we can refer to god as but one of them is a friend Mm -hmm. and that's just a beautiful example another thing i wanted to point out about this traumatic experience that this little boy had is that he had these terrible traumatic things that happened to him and he was too young He was, okay, he was old enough to remember it, being five years old, but too young to understand it, Mm. probably. Mm -hmm. Too young to be able to process it by Mm -hmm. himself. Yeah. Too young to assimilate it and and heal from it, most likely, unless he had people around him that helped him. It doesn't say, but a five-year-old going through that, that can literally, like, I'm thinking of my little Gabby. She's two. And, and, and she remembers so much. You know, you know, I, I didn't even think of this until now, but it didn't mention anything about the mother. Mm-mm. I wonder if the mother was even present. I don't know, but That's he wild, had a, na- a nanny, and I think yeah. by in those times, just they they probably did things a yeah. little differently. But I want to read. This is in Proverbs, and this is there are friends who destroy each other, but a real friend sticks closer than a brother. And this mm-hmm. is found in Proverbs eighteen twenty four. Wow. So, y'all, I mean, this is a clear example. And I think it's kind of nice that we follow it from last episode of Submission and we kind of talked about it a little bit. But this is a literal, literal example of what happened to someone in the Bible for now listening to the voice of God and being disobedient and not being submitted. Mm-hmm. So look at the gift and protection that is under that. Yeah. If he would have listened if he would have been submitted enough to not have to understand why God wanted all the Amalekites to be completely destroyed. But just the fact that he was obedient to just do what he had to do to the T, mm-hmm. 
I strongly believe that his life wouldn't have ended the way that he did. There is protection. Because God would have protected him. Yes. And he would have guided him. So again, y'all, this <laughs> is this is just little cheat codes that, that that we're hoping that you grasp as early as possible so that you can fulfill the promise and, and the, the the what God is wanting to do in your life, you know? We hope like I, I honestly, y'all, like when I when I tell you this, I wish I had a flash drive that I can plug it in my head and give it to all the people that I love and be like, look, this is everything I've learned. I want you to, I want you to have it. I want you to learn so that you don't make the same mistakes. And I want to give by grace what has been given by grace to me. You know, I think that is one of the reasons that we're doing what we're doing right at 10, 26 PM. Shoot. It takes, it let's, takes an incredible amount of like, Hmm. How do I say this? It takes obedience and it also takes stepping out of the comfort zone mm-hmm. for us to do something like this. And what you were saying, I wish I could, you know, download all these files and, you know, experiences and things so people wouldn't have to go through them if they can avoid it. Mm. But these are the these are the like the little bits of, of wisdom that God has allowed us to have and it's it's not for us to keep to ourselves. Right, but, but but check this out. For me to do that and just like for you to download it and not have to pay the price is contrary to God's principles. Because when Jesus was talking in parables, his disciples asked him, Lord, why do you speak in parables? And he told them, because to you I will reveal the secrets of the kingdom, but to them they have ears, but they don't listen. They have eyes, but they don't see. And, and basically the whole thing with all this is that you're never going to casually run into a treasure. Mm-hmm. You're never going to be like, oh, treasure. Wow. Never going to happen. <laughs> never going to happen. And if you treat your Bible the same way, you're never going to re- like God is not going to reveal the kingdom to you. Like simple as that. If you treat the Bible like you're digging, you're looking you're flipping things upside down. You're trying to go and look underneath certain things and figure out. Then you might start finding some treasures and some clues to the to the the gift that is the Bible. But if you just casually go with life and never make an intentional effort to seek, mm-hmm. you will never find. Yeah. I like to take certain words in the Bible that I don't understand and find the definition to them. And what a wonder that has been because I've been able to understand verses much deeper and much more by looking at the definition of a specific word that maybe I don't understand. And that's part of the seeking process. You don't just read past something because you think that, you know, oh, well, like if I just read the next sentence, I might understand. It. And then you keep reading and then you don't actually grab like the full context of what that thing was telling you. Mm-hmm. So that that's an example of how I've been able to seek the word and also going back and forth to the different books um, to see where that connection has been made with another book. Like the Gospels do that where they're basically sharing the same story just from different angles, different Perspective, people. revelation. Are, yeah. And, and it's revelation. It's not that it's something new that you found. No. There's nothing new under the earth. It's, it's always been the knowledge of God. Yes. It's just... God giving you the revelation of a passage yes. from different perspectives and angles based on all the damage that you've gone through 
that he can use for his glory. Yeah. So now the beautiful thing about this, even though this is a treasure to be found, he has all the directions to that treasure. So he could literally be like, okay, I've been seeing you seeking. I'm going to give you a hint. Read this chapter. I'm going to reveal it to you. Mm-hmm. So, so mm-hmm. like, so this is, this is really cool, but you know, again, you, you kind of have, you kind of have to, you know, spend some time with them. Mm-hmm. You can't just like be like, Hey Jesus. Um, yeah. I'm trying to find this. Uh, and, and honestly, I'm thinking here, these principles are nothing new that people aren't already uses for business. Mm-hmm like compound interest you know being 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 um sowing mm-hmm. and receiving a harvest is always better to give than to receive like all the stuff that that we hear all the time that we think is just you know things that people say are in the bible People don't get rich based on their own things that they find out. They just f- happen to find out a, a kingdom principle. But and yeah, ask <clears throat> ask God to like pray before you start reading the word too. I I would find that that's very important because it's like you're you're cracking open the book that gives you a lot of answers. Like this is the word of God, and asking God to sit next to you as you're reading it. And to enter in the room and like be in his presence, that is also key because he can remind you and steer you and reveal to you things that you wouldn't have otherwise seen if it Mm -hmm. wasn't for him being in the room too with you. This is Matthew 7, 7, and we'll close up with this. Okay, go ahead. That's good. (laughs) Keep on asking and you will receive what you ask for. Keep on seeking. And you will find, keep on knocking and the door will be open to you. I'm going to say it again. Matthew, Matthew 7, 7. <laughs> keep on asking and you will receive what you ask for. Keep on seeking and you will find. Keep on knocking and the door will be open to you. So that's a promise, y'all. Yeah. This is, uh, this has been a great time, babe. Um, I hope that you guys receive something from from this from this word and you know what what we kind of talked about today and we just pray that the lord does with that whatever he needs to do so let's go ahead and pray on bring us on out before we do that i did want to mention that this topic of submission um i'm glad that we went into it like not we weren't even thinking about like doing a part two of that but it kind of goes along it almost flowed into this and this Mm -hmm. is a whole other story that also talks about that but it's beautiful to see how um there's a story about submission and basically like chain of command that we're able to appreciate and learn from that doesn't necessarily talk about a wife or a woman, because I think that that's one of the reasons why submission is seen as such a, um, like such a bad word, almost like some people view it as a negative thing. It is if you're fleshy. It's because it's been tainted. Yes. Mm-hmm. With the abuse of that word, mm-hmm. the abuse of the power mm-hmm. and it's just, it's amazing to, to see it in a pure, you know, um, un, like uncorrupted or un, mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't even know the word, but just to see it also in a different way where it, it, it shows somebody not submitting and the ramifications that came from it. And if you would have submitted and stayed um, o- obedient to the word, 
that that would have kept him protected. Amen. And so we can apply that into so many different areas of your life. So as we pray, I want you to seek in your heart where there may be an area of your life that maybe you're not submitting to. Yeah. Or or also maybe you have in your heart that you want to find a, a person that you can trust to be submitted to. Mm-hmm. So let's, let's pray about that too, you know, because yeah. we understand what that feels like. We understand too, you know, to want to have someone that is just a little bit ahead of us that have done what we're, what we're doing right now and mm-hmm. and that we can, you know, go into uh, under their wing and, and learn from them. That this could be in business. This could be, you know, in, in, in life, academics, in, in ministry. So mm-hmm. let's, let's pray about yeah. that because I know that, you know, not everybody has that person in their life. So And until then, until you find them, always know that you have God first. Mm-hmm. Put God first and know that you have access to him as mm-hmm. you pray, as you talk to him. Seek that wisdom and that advice, that wise counsel from him ultimately. And then he will, you know, pray for for somebody that can enter your life that can help you, you know, within community as well. All right, Lord, uh, we thank you for this beautiful moment. Thank you for our community. Thank you for everyone that's listening to this podcast. And Lord, with the authority you've given me, um, I just pray, Lord, with faith um, that anyone that is under the sound of my voice, Lord, receives a special blessing from you. That uh, if they're going through something and they need somebody that they can look up to, that they don't have, you know, any good influences in their lives, but they're hoping that they could be someone that they could be eventually submitted to, Lord, that you can, you know, move the pieces in the background and make that happen and make that possible for these people. Lord, in the same in the same way that if they have people in their life that that are already in places of authority, that, that you that you can teach him how to be correctly submitted to them, and to be obedient, Lord, and to teach him that if you're not a good follower, you're not gonna be a good leader, and if you're not submitted, Lord, if, we, if we're not submitted to our authority, then we can't expect for someone to be submitted to us. So, Lord, we just ask you, Father. Uh, for every single person in, that is listening, that you, again, bless and protect them, keep them safe, Lord, and that you do something special in their lives. In the name of Jesus, Jose, amen. Amen. All right. it's, been a, it's been a real one, baby. Love you. See you guys. See you on the next one. See you guys in the next one. Bye. Bye.